This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. Check out Stadium Series Night 2 on September 19th, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as Brian Pillman Jr. defends the Warrior Wrestling Championship against Warhorse. And of course, you can check out Stadium Series Night 3 the Saturday following with much more action from our good friends at Warrior Wrestling. Without further ado, this is True Heel Heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Heel Phenom, SP3. We are back with our latest podcast, True Heel Heat 92. The Road to 100 continues. On this edition of True Heel Heat, we will be previewing the start of the premier tournament in pro wrestling, the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 30, as well as discussing an update on Matt Riddle speaking out allegations, as well as the latest Sonya Deville's stalker uh, charges, as well as an update on which WWE superstar is possibly leaving the WWE, and the return of the Wednesday Night War between WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite this week. I am back once again with the princess of all the true heels, the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, hello, hello. I am wearing a bow and homage to my girl, Miss Harlem. So this is for you, boo. Harlem appreciates you. She's rolling over in her crib just, just <laughs> thinking about you wearing a bow. <laughs> and Top Guy JJ is once again not with us. He is enjoying his vacation across the pond. So we had to we had to fill in his big shoes with a very, very special guest. He mm-hmm. is one of our great True Hill Heat content providers as well as one of the, the heads of our post-production. He is the co-host for True Rewind. He is the driver of our DeLorean on our throwback show as we review the Monday Night War. And he is also a warrior in its on the Wednesday nights with Chris G on Wednesday night warriors he is the very talented he is a man that I don't usually compliment this much when I do of all reporting mr. Romeo Anthony Cologne oh my thank you so much for that introduction you know this is my my true heel heat debut I, I hope I I hope I got some uh, you know Dominic or Pat McAfee magic going on <laughs> with my baby. You you, yeah. finally, you finally got called up to the main roster, <laughs> right? Exactly. We put you on a big show. You're getting the Keith Lee push, sir. Oh, <laughs> right. Do I have to change my gear? I, I was like, don't wear that shitty ass again. <laughs> well, you did change your gear from the last time we saw you. You have a beard back, so we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining us, good sir. We are glad to have you on yes. the flagship show on True Hill Heat. This is a reminder to you, the viewers at home, as usual. Like this video, show your support for our podcast, share this video if you want to update all your wrestling friends with everything going on in the wrestling world from WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, ROH, NWA. We talk about it all on True Hill Heat. We don't discriminate. And this edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends at Warrior Wrestling with their Stadium Series Night 2. 
this coming Saturday, September 19th, with Brian Pillman Jr. versus War Horse for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. And of course, the iCard down at the bottom, you can push that to subscribe and the bell below that to stay notified for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. You can get personalized notification or all notifications or if you just want to listen to us on true hill heat you have the audio platforms as well as we start off every true hill heat with our true hill roll call this is for you the viewers the supporters the subscribers for true hill heat we shout you guys out because we love you guys we you make it possible for us to continue doing these podcasts for almost 100 episodes for three years strong and we started off with our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page are True Hill Trinity. Coming in at number three is Ted Williams. Coming in at number two is our New Japan aficionado, James Wims. He's tingling as the G1 Climax is about to begin. Yes, that tingling line was just for you, Chrissy. And coming in at number one oh, is, the, is the Negro Buck himself, Nick Jackson. Damn, Ted, Ted Williams took my spot, the, the baseball Hall of Famer that passed away? <laughs> got him out of ice or something? <laughs> I remember when I used to be in the True Heel Trinity. I remember. I know, I know. I think, I think you're. To be honest, I think you still are, but we don't include you because you're a part I of the family. Okay. Busy working on all the shows. That's why. Okay, you retired. You retired me. I'm in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, yeah. You're in the Hall of all Fame. Right. Your, your jersey is hung up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> couple other True Hills, we got a shout out. Harold Sevilla, Jay Diaz, who's a new member of the True Hills group page. Russell Harrison, Stephanie Sablulo, I hope I said that right. Moses Gonzalez the third, and Rick the Bull Vida. So shouts out to all of you guys showing your supports on True Hills on uh, Facebook as well as Twitter. And our YouTube subscriber highlight, we got Kaju Spirit, who commented on J News Japan episode 30. Sanada has been on a freaking roll lately, and Suzuki Gun has a lot of belts now. I predict the junior tag will be between LIJ and Suzuki Gun. Good call there. And not sure who would win that one either. So shout out to Kaju Spirit for that great comment. Paul Robinson on True Hill Heat 91. He commented, love yours uh, podcast. Cheers for you doing. So I think you are from England because cheers. You didn't say thanks. So I appreciate right, you. So yeah. <laughs> from across the pond. Nick Jackson, our Negro Buck, says keep it up, y'all. Best wrestling podcast out there. We always appreciate you, Nick. Funny Moments Now says, this looks like a fun, a great fun channel. Congrats in advance on the success. Thank you so much. He said, commented that on True Hill Heat 91. And then our final comment comes from our comment king on the G1 Climax preview. It was mm -hmm. Kayfabe Tactics who commented, Goto is this generation's Chono. Chono only won the title once and couldn't even defend it. Goto has had a lot of chances to win it, and but almost uh, comes up short every time. But they also... Uh, both know for their both known for their amazing G1 runs. Chono used to be called Mr. August for his five wins, and then Goto always having his best matches during it. So thank you once again, Kayfay Tactics, for that great comment. And that moves us on to what we missed. What we missed was, of course, 
Shouts out to our special guest from uh, True Hill Heat 91, Steve Tortorello. He's yes, such Steve. a great guy, such a great promoter for Warrior Wrestling. And I think as Chrissy saw on uh, True Hill Heat 91, he is a true wrestling fan, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Chrissy, Chrissy enjoyed him because he's a principal. So working in the school system, she goes <laughs> to her heart. Uh, it was Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 1 this past weekend. Kylie Ray in the main event defeated Tessa Blanchard to win the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. I know our good friend Stat King is very happy about that. We all made that call as well. Yep. But this also may have been Tessa Blanchard's final independent date with rumors being that uh, impact officials say that she did not sign with the promotion due to having another offer from a different company. So uh -oh. I do want to ask you guys, what do you think about Tessa Blanchard's possible final independent show with uh, Warrior Wrestling? And where do you think she will sign next? Romeo, your special guest, I will start with you. It's time. It is time. I've been waiting for this match, this three match. Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair. It is time. Oh, Come God. To WWE. You can start an NXT if you want, since Charlotte's taking a little break. Uh, and then team up together. Charlotte and Tessa as a tag team, tag team champions. Oh, oh I God. Love it. I would love it. The <laughs> diamond and the if, queen. If, if only Arn Anderson had a child. Mm. <laughs> he had a daughter. Had a daughter. You can get the real four horsemen with the with the daughters. That would be epic. That would be actually epic. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, come back, but it's cool. Miss Chrissy Love, I know your your personal thoughts on Tessa Blanchard, but where do you think she's gonna go next? <laughs> Most likely she's gonna come to the WWE. Um let's yeah, sure. Whatever. It is what it is. Um you, you know my feelings. I'm not even going to go on a whole rant about her. But um, most likely WWE. I don't see her going to AEW right now or being brought with her dad or anything like that. Um, she's going to go where, where the money probably is going to be talking more. So most likely is WWE. WWE has had uh, officials very high on her. You know, right. AEW has said that they want to kind of stay clear from all the controversy from earlier right. in, in the year with the racial uh, slur that she said to La Rosa Negra. So, controversial characters welcome at WWE. Of, of always. <laughs> Controversy creates cash. They made a lot of money off that novel. Uh, <laughs> Warrior Wrestling also had Warhorse beat Joey Janela to become the number one contender for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. The Rascals defeated Chris Bay, Myron Reed, and Jordan Oliver in a show stealer, and it sets up a number one contenders matchup for the next Warrior Wrestling event, which is Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 2, as we said at the top of the show, with all three members of the Rascals fighting for the number one contendership for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. So Steve Tortorello, he listened to us. He listened to us asking for the for more opportunities for the Rascals. And now mm -hmm. one of the members is going to get a shot at the Warrior Wrestling Championship. And that, that championship match is going to be on night three, which is on September 26th. So shout out to everyone at Warrior Wrestling. SmackDown we also missed, which had Roman Reigns showing up late. He was he was on CP time as he wins a tag team. 
<laughs> he, he is colored. He is colored. I'm just saying. Okay, fine. fine, uh, fine. He wins a tag team match with his cousin Jay Uso against Sheamus and King Corbin. This is your land of opportunity, Miss Christy Love. What was your thoughts on Roman showing up late as his uh, his uh, cousin was getting beat down, which made no sense because I don't understand why the referee rang the bell. Well, yeah, because I thought you had to have both people there for the match to start. But, um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this. Like, I don't feel like wrestling at that time. I come when I come. I'm the champ. I don't got to do what you got. Like, I love it. I'm here for all of it. But, yeah, I didn't understand why the, the you know, it, who understands anything the WWE does? I'll wait. Also a good point, but I, I need to get that show up and win shirt. That show up yes. and win shirt is is paying off all because that's his own character. Right, all his merch is just like great right now, man. Uh, we need a we need a tribal chief shirt too. Absolutely, and a, and a Paul Heyman shirt which says "Council for the Tribal Chief." Yes, I'm with absolutely. It. I'm with um, it. We also had Bailey in her promo explaining why she turned her back on Sasha Banks, saying that she's been using Sasha this whole time. As Sasha Banks will return this coming week on SmackDown, Romeo, what's your thoughts on Sasha Banks seemingly coming back, uh, in my opinion, way too soon? Exactly. Yes. What? Milk this out. Come on. That was a poor beatdown. Hence my last statement. And Bailey already has her match at a Clash of Champions. Like, wait until after, at least. I see you at WrestleMania, friends. Unless so, Sasha gets beat down again, that'd be hilarious. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or it's like a sit-down interview, like backstage, or you know, from her home with her still rehabilitating. And our good friend Tom Collinghue of Sports Kita reports that they are going to do Bailey versus Sasha at Hell in a Cell. Romeo, are you of the opinion that it should happen at Hell in a Cell and that their first match of their feud should be a Hell in a Cell match? Or do you think, like we have said, it should be waited longer until WrestleMania? Uh, first of all, if Sasha Banks comes back on SmackDown, I need her to be in a full body cast, first of all. That would be great. Second of all, I, I did think they were going to, what do you call it, uh, premature ejaculation. They were going to do it at Hell in a Cell. I did think that was going to happen. I was hoping it wouldn't happen. But um, Sasha and Bailey, Hell in a Cell. I'm sure it'll be a great match, but Sasha needs to win the Royal Rumble. You need to have this at WrestleMania. But maybe you could still do both and get away with it. Who knows? Uh, that's tough. That's tough. But yeah, maybe maybe we will. You never know with the WWE. You just never know. Uh, question, question for you guys. What do you guys think about it being where Bailey said she was using Sasha? I would have went at a different angle. What would you guys have would have said for her, you know, turning her back on her friend? I actually loved Bailey's promo because she okay. said something that we were all thinking the entire time that Sasha was actually using Bailey to stay close to her, to stay close to the title, to find out the right time to turn on Bailey. So Bailey used that against her and said, I just turned on you before you could turn on me. So I loved the explanation by Bailey because it made sense. Okay. Bailey's Bailey's such a troll. I, I love the analogy that you brought up, Sid, that she's just, this is her teenage phase. And that, that's just what a teenager would do. <laughs> oh, oh, you're dumping me? No, 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 I'm dumping you. 
Let me dump you before you dump me. I don't want. I don't want you to be. I don't want to be. The, I don't want to be. The, I want to be the dumper, not the dumpy. Like like Bailey's just you just going out her teenage year. She's like a sophomore, junior in high school, and she's just going through this phase. She hasn't graduated high school yet. She just she just had to use her friend to get to the top to become like class valedictorian. You know. She's, she's, Bailey is trash. Yes. (laughs) Just Uh, like that. Yep. And also, like uh, Romeo said, Nikki Cross wins a fatal four-way to get a shot at the SmackDown Women's title at Clash of Champions, even after her best friend, Alexa Bliss, gave her sister, Abigail. Uh, Chrissy, what have you been thinking about Alexa Bliss's turn to the dark side ever since her encounter with The Fiend? I'm loving it. I I can't wait to see what else is going to happen. I'm excited for it. You're you're all for this new Alexa. I'm for it. Yes, let's do it. I'm ready for a dark. Let's let's get the pink pink out. Let's get dark ends. Let's let's do it all. I'm ready for the whole hair change, the whole outfit change. Let's do it. So, Romeo, my question for you is: Isn't it kind of strange that Alexa seems to be going closer to the heel side, while the Fiend has now transitioned into becoming <laughs> the ba- the top baby face on SmackDown? It's kind of weird, if if you ask me. Uh. Yeah, it is a little weird, but think of the merchandise they're going to sell. With Alexa and Bray and The Fiend all together, they come up with some nice designs. I know I know it's WWE, they can come up with some nice designs, I think. Um, Alexa, by the way, that sister Abigail was clean, beautiful. It was. It was. I, I think I think I'm gonna enjoy Alexa versus Nikki though as a feud. I think this is a nice little undercard feud. But it seems like every feud that, or even the feuds that are for the SmackDown Women's Title, but every feud on SmackDown that doesn't involve the SmackDown Women's Title are just friends that broke up. Mandy, Sonya, Alexa. That's Nikki. the wave. Everybody's breaking up on WWE programming. Man, I'm gonna say that that's just what they do. We don't understand why they do these things, but they can't come up with anything new. So in the past, I think it's been like just this, like the past four weeks, we have seen AOP get fired, the Golden Role Models break up. Uh, over the last couple of months, uh, Mandy and Sonya broke up. The Iconics, Andrade and uh, Angel Garza, that was in my raw notes, but they broke up this week. Um, Lucha House Party are teasing a breakup. Nakamura and Cesaro are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but they teased the breakup. Um, does WWE really hate tag teams that much? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I guess They never gave a hell about any of the tag team division. They just put people together that were never even tag teams, and they put them together, and then they break them up. That's what they do. And you have the draft coming up. You could use that as an excuse uh, to break up some of these teams without everyone just not getting along all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, and, and also, we will we'll talk about a couple of other teams that broke up this week as well. Uh, but speaking of the team that seems to be united, we'll move on to Monday Night Raw, where Retribution, aces and five-eights, uh, <laughs> made their presence known, interfering in the main event between Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. But the Hurt Business comes down to confront them first. I want to ask you, Romeo, we ask all our special guests on True Hill heat what are your thoughts on retribution um it's cheesy it's goofy it had potential if you had like a fucking you know superstar leader behind it but i don't think they're going to do that and as far as monday goes they better hope they better hope that dijakovic and mia yim are not in retribution for them to attack keith lee 
What the hell is going on here? That's Keith Lee's friend, and that's Keith Lee's girlfriend. It right. is, but it was his best friend that he let get murdered by Karrion Cross. <laughs> Just saying, Keith, you weren't a good friend well, there. No, the friend said, don't, like, don't, he wanted to help him, but the friend said no. So he only did what his friend told him to do. Well, speaking of Keith Lee, I'm, I, I'm sad that top guy JJ is not with us, but there's been reports lately that WWE does not have a concrete plan for Keith Lee on the main roster. They are high on him and do want to push him, but there's no concrete plan in place for the former North American and NXT champion. Miss Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts on Keith Lee uh, not having a concrete plan in place? Hence why I've said from the beginning, his push... To the go to the main roster shouldn't have been done. I've been saying this for the from when it happened. Why give him a push to have the North American title? Then he gets the NXT title, you t just for him to get it taken away or to to lose because of what happened to Karrion Cross. That's all fine. But then he could have had the other belt. Like I didn't understand it. Like I know he's supposed to be pushed, but it was too soon. Like, let him have his run and let him get his run the right way. So I'm not surprised that this is where they are right now. I'm not surprised at all. I told you this shouldn't happen, but no one looking for me. No one looking for me at all. You know, sometimes we don't, sometimes we do. WWE doesn't. Uh, yep. the hurt, but Chrissy, what's your thoughts on the Hurt Business coming down and confronting uh, Retribution, uh, looking like the, the Afro-American evolution? And the dress-up suits and everything, great, yeah. by the way. thought it was cute. Um, can I just say, I, can, I was looking at Retribution to see some of the characters. Definitely saw Sami Zayn in there. Definitely seen um, Dijakovic or whatever his name is. Uh, uh, the girls, I, I know it's two. I've I seen at least two girls. But, like, they got to come up with better ways. Like, the person that was on the camera, just... Just horrible. Going back and forth. Whoever's in the production in the, in the back. Oh! oh my god. Those those camera cuts were like that was the like that ending was great, but those camera cuts like almost ruined it completely. Yes! Like anywho, um I it was cute for them to come out and I was like, wait, but I thought they were supposed to be bad. So now how are they supposed to be good and then helping to save the guys from Retribution, I didn't get it. I, I was like... Well, they're badasses, and, you know, they went up to Adam Pierce, who apparently is the authority figure on both Raw and SmackDown. It wasn't announced, but... Not a very good one. He, right. No, he's not, he, he's not a very good security either. Um, right. He gets in every single week. Oh, <laughs> what security is this? But, but they went to him and they said that they were they wanted to take care of the retribution problem. Uh, he said, "Oh, thank you for volunteering," and they was like, "No, we'll send you our bill." So that they're still heels. They're still heels. They are still heels. Okay, but, great, sure. I would, say, I would say all in all, though, this Monday Night Raw, this in-your-face, as they called it, Monday Night Raw, was a good one. Uh, we also had Asuka defeating Mickie James in a Raw Women's title match. Very weird finish. Apparently, the referee thought that Mickie had uh, popped out her shoulder. But just Mickey James is really good at wrestling and just sold very well and fooled the referee, apparently. So he ended the match early before she was able to tap out. But then I will ask Romeo this one. Selena Vega comes down to challenge Asuka. This is after, like I said, Andrade and Angel Garza um, apparently broke up. So do you prefer Selena Vega going into like a... 
God bless you. Do you Thank prefer you. Selena Vega going into like a wrestling role over her being a manager? Uh, no, I prefer both of them. I would like I would like to see Selena, you know, once in a while mix it up, but without not being a manager at all, uh, Andrade needs Selena Vega. Yes. If you want to break up the tag team, fine. But Andrade yeah. needs Selena Vega. They are a perfect combination. Why would you ever break them up? It's it's uh. a very weird state, but apparently another behind-the-scenes uh, news note from this week. Uh, we also saw on In Your Face Raw uh, Kevin Owens defeat Aleister Black after the lights flickered from Retribution. But... Alistair Black lost, Andrade split up with Garza, and apparently the news this week is that both uh, Alistair Black and Andrade's pushes are dead. Apparently, Paul Heyman oh, was very big God. on those two young superstars, but Vince McMahon doesn't see enough in both of those guys. What's your thoughts on Vince not seeing anything in Andrade and Alistair Black, Romeo? Well, when do their contracts end up? <laughs> when do they end? <laughs> That's what I. That's what they're looking. They're looking at the contracts. They're like, okay, when when am I leaving here? What's the count? Yeah, yeah, because it's just, it's it's to the point where I need Vince to be just like number forty five and just go already. I just need you to leave. I just need <laughs> you to, <laughs> to go. I mean, I, I'm oh, I'm 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 done with your foolishness. Like you don't see talent. Like you don't see anything. Just like number forty five, you are just oblivious and you don't understand and you don't get it. And you, you see know, something totally than what we see. You know what's hilarious, though? What? When you're talking about Andrade and Aleister Black, is that Vince McMahon loves, loves the female counterparts to both of them, Charlotte and Zelina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they get no rub from that. No rub. They get, no, they, they get nothing. <laughs> they, he loves their women. He, first of all, Vince loves women in, in, in general. <laughs> that's, 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 let's put it, let's just, you want to speak about it, then I'm going to go through the door and I'm going to talk about it. He loves women. He loves all types of women, shades, all of it. So for him to love the counterparts, this is why Zelina is probably going to get a little push. Charlotte is now just taking a little breather. She's on, you know. But this is like a theme with Vince because you look at uh, Lana. He refers Lana. He doesn't see anything in Russo. Uh, he he, no, well. he apparently is very high on Peyton Royce. He never saw anything in Sean Spears. So <laughs> it's, it's it's something <laughs> that's stable. Mark Merrill. Yep. Been going on since the beginning of time, apparently. Uh, also on the In Your Face Raw, Braun Strowman of SmackDown shows up and destroys everyone in Raw Underground to set him up versus Daba Kato next week. So apparently Daba Kato had to change his name from Baba Two Day, which to me is like the same thing. Um, but, but the new... But the news that came out this week is apparently this is a change from Vince because um, the Baba Day is his real name and they want to own his name. But this actually uh, created a whole different talk on Wrestling Observer Radio as our Uncle Dave Meltzer revealed the reason why Alexander Rusev was changed to Rusev a couple of years ago was because they did a production meeting and Vince said, oh no, if he's called Alexander Rusev, they're going to call him Alex and Alex is not a heel's name. Just like he changed the name of Cesaro, of Cesaro from Antonio Cesaro because he said if he's called Antonio Cesaro they're going to call him Tony and Tony is not a heel name 
So Ryan Alvarez, being the smartass that he is, said, "Oh, but what about him? His name is Vince McMahon. No one, no one would call him Vinny. Uh, you know, Vinny is not a heel name." And then Meltzer responded with, "With this, like he did change his name. He's been called Mister McMahon for years. That's the reason." So apparently, Vince is very against certain first names. It's one of the weird pet peeves of your your favorite, Chrissy Love. What do you think about that? He's got to go. I'm over. <laughs> He's got to go. Him and 45, just pack it up and go, go drive into the sunset, please. I'm over you, too. Let me tell you something. I know a lot of assholes named Vince, Vinny, Alex, Tony. I'm about They're to say all heel names. I'm about to say Tony is an asshole. Anthony, <laughs> Tony. Okay, relax. Pretty Tony. <laughs> That's his middle name. <laughs> Same shit. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Talking about you. She's shooting on you, Romeo. Um... <laughs> Uh, we also saw the Street Profits beat Cesaro and Nakamura in a Champions versus Champion match. And finally, we saw Seth Rollins beat Dominic Mysterio in a steel cage and then attacked Buddy uh, Murphy. Not Buddy, excuse me. Murphy, Murphy. with Aaliyah Mysterio checking on Mr. on Murphy after. Murphy helped him, man. Like, come on. Like, I'm so old. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What's your, what's your thoughts on Seth and uh, Murphy breaking up, Chrissy? I hate it. I liked it. Like uh, the, the factions. What's the like? You can't have that many factions now. Like I don't get it. We can only have one faction at a time. Like how long before the art business is in in, in in it has a job for like three months and then they're gonna break them up? Like I'm like, and then they're like Messiah is supposed to have followers. Like hello. I, I guess I guess uh it, I it, them up and just like all like like I was like damn there goes Murphy's push that like, he's gonna be just back in the locker room now. Well, in my in my eyes, I just thought it was uh you know, AOP's gone. Uh, Austin Theory messed up during the Speaking Out movement. He's on NXT, so this whole Messiah stable had to end. So that was the whole thing, and this was the oh, end Austin of it. Theory has, really, really doesn't have a. Oh, he keeps losing, as you can see. They don't really give a shit about him. So we'll, you know. we'll, we'll talk about NXT very <laughs> shortly. Uh, Romeo, but, what's your thoughts on Aaliyah Mysterio being a character and the whole thing with Seth and Murphy breaking up? Um, Aaliyah <laughs> and Murphy—they're they're obviously teasing something there. Uh, this has uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon vibes all over. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I'm, I don't want. Th- like, Maybe they're not broken up, Seth and Murphy. Maybe this is all a ploy uh, to, to bring Aaliyah to the Oh, and I can't wait to see Rey Mysterio's acting and his face when, uh, like when his baby girl. I'm gonna say, baby girl, please come back home, please. <laughs> I have to fight for my daughter, Murphy. Oh, maybe they'll get married and go to Vegas too. I, I love call, I call Murphy daddy now. <laughs> oh! Look it, I'm ready. Let's go. Murphy Perfect. is my poppy. Oh my oh. god. Oh my god, we're gonna have to go back to this clip if this really happens. Yeah, I'm booking. I'm with you, Romeo. Let's do it. I'm ready for Lexi. This is why they need us in the writing room. Yo, this will be so good. So so good. Oh man, what 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 a change that would be. Uh, and I don't want to see happens, Ray Mysterio have to act Round the shots on me. <laughs> there you go, Romeo. You got shot. Buy you a beer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so when Rey Mysterio was sad, I don't know. It's hilarious to me. I don't know. <laughs> it, something very Eddie Guerrero about me. I don't know. You you just love it a little too much. Uh, 
So also this uh, what we miss New Japan Strong and New Japan Road. Kenta defended his IWGP US title shot, uh, beating Jeff Cobb thanks to help from Chase Owens. And apparently the news coming out this week is that Jeff Cobb has apparently signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's been teased for a couple of months. He's been very coy on what the promotion was that he signed with. But yes, he has signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we'll talk about him being a part of the G1 Climax at the end of the show. El Desperado and Kanemaru beat Hiromo and Bushi of LIJ to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles in the end of that tournament. Speaking of tournaments, ROH Pure Tournament saw Jay Lethal defeat Dalton Castle to move on, and Jonathan Grisham defeated Willa Utah to move on as well as they tease a finals between the ROH Tag Team Champions of Grisham and Lethal. And NWA UWN Primetime Live debuted this week on Pay-Per-View and Fight TV. Nick Aldis defeated Mike Bennett to defend the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And Hammerstone defeated EJ Sparks to defend the West Coast Championship. And then finally, on Impact Wrestling, Rich Swan was granted his title shot at the Impact World title against Eric Young at Bound for Glory after a very impassioned promo. What's your thoughts on Rich Swan versus Eric Young at Bound for Glory, Chrissy? Um, well, for one, I, I, I saw the promo and I was like, hmm, this person, you know, seems like they're really injured and they're there on crutches and, you know, they're asking for a match, but then I was told otherwise. So, um, I'm, I will have to be happy to find out and see where this leads, but, um, again, I was, again, confused. I'm like, how is this person asking for a match? And he looks clearly mm-hmm. like he can't even find anybody or he can barely walk. Well, both men made their return to Impact Wrestling at Slammiversary. Rich Swan from injury, Eric Young mm-hmm. from you know being released from WWE, and at that at Slammiversary, uh, Rich Swan eliminated Eric Young in a five-way main event. After that, after that, Eric Young took him out and injured his leg. Uh, he injured him so bad that Rich Swan was debating whether he wanted to retire. He came out on an episode of Impact and did a whole retirement speech, and then at the end of it, as he's looking on to all the wrestlers around the ring Eric Young came behind him and hit him in the leg with his crutch so that was a whole reason for the impassioned promo and why he wants to come back and get a shot at the impact world title and he made a very good case because he is the only guy that has pinned Eric Young since Eric Young's return to impact wrestling so it it made sense on a number of levels and it's one of the best feuds in wrestling right now in my opinion so if you're not watching impact wrestling don't worry, Not just watch Dark Power with our boy Stat King. He'll tell you all about yep. it. Uh, <laughs> also on Impact, we saw Trey defeat TJP to set up a three-way between those two and Chris Bay for the number one contender for the X Division title. Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, and The North defeated the Motor City Machine Guns and the Good Brothers after the heels took out Rascals before the match. So it seems like we're going to get a four-way for the Impact Tag Team title. So a lot of things heating up at on Impact Wrestling as we move closer to Bound for Glory. So that moves us on to our top news. And our top news story has to do with a little bit of real life seeking into our wrestling world. So we got to talk about it. Matt Riddle controversy heat up once again and Sonya Deville's stalker pleads not guilty to the charges so 
Yes. Um, uh, earlier this year, we had a huge shock in the wrestling community with the speaking out movement. One of the allegations was against SmackDown superstar Matt Riddle with Car- Candy Cartwright, a.k.a. Samantha Tavill, who's an independent wrestler, accusing uh, the original bro of being said to sexually assault her. Um, Cartwright wrote back in June, and I quote, Back in May of 2018, I was writing with Matt Riddle and a few other wrestlers. During the van ride, when three other wrestlers had fallen asleep, Matt asked me to hop on his dick. That's her quote, not mine. When I refused, although we had previously been together, I was incredibly uncomfortable in that setting. When I said no, he grabbed me by my throat, choked me, and said, what if I just made you? I ended up giving him oral sex, praying someone wouldn't wake up to get out of having intercourse with him. It was incredibly humiliating, and it is never okay to put uh, your hands on a woman. It's also not okay to not listen when when she says no. Riddle denied the allegations, did admit that he had a relationship with Cartwright, and then he accused Cartwright of stalking him and his family as well as sending threats to his wife. Riddle sent an injunction against Cartwright for a restraining order in which Candy's lawyers denied due to a lack of evidence against her. And now just days before the court hearing where Riddle was going to have his restraining order uh, put into place, he withdrew those restraining orders due to that lack of evidence. Uh, more details on this are available on the Babyface versus Heels website, but uh, Candy Cartwright did say that she was a little bit relieved by all of this and felt a little bit of vindication with the fact that he had so much lack of evidence and his withdrawal does say a lot about how he how the whole situation is. On another end of the real world uh, seeping into the wrestling community, we had Sonya Deville stalker has pleaded not guilty for all the charges, so now they will be going to the court to plead his case against the charges against him after trying to kidnap the SmackDown superstar. As we noted before, this real-life incident led to changes for the, the SummerSlam match between Sonya and Mandy, and also the reason why DeVille has been taking time off from TV on WWE. So, what are your guys' thoughts on Candy Cartwright first, on somewhat being vindicated with the recent development to her allegations against Matt Riddle? I'll start with you, Romeo. Um... <clears throat> That does look kind of fishy, that uh, Matt Reynolds uh, taking back the uh, restraining order. <laughs> but um, this is going to come down to a battle of lawyers. So he said, she said. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to make of it, really. Uh, we'll see what the courts say. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a very sticky situation for sure. But uh, Chrissy, since SmackDown is your domain, do you believe the recent developments will affect Matt Riddle's push or even possibly have already affected Matt Riddle's push? I know back at Payback, they didn't mention a little bit of that due to a, a Baron Corbin uh, tweet where he said that Riddle was a failure at home. But do you think this has affected his push on SmackDown? Um, no, because WWE likes to push it, so... This time with them, they, this is you know this is nothing new. Um, so I don't think it, you know he probably won't be he'll probably won't he'll miss a match or two maybe, but I don't think it'll affect him whatsoever. Do you feel for uh, Cartwright with the fact that a lot of people did not believe her when this first came out? I, I, I absolutely do. I, I my heart goes out to her. Is like you know if if like you said, it's a matter of he says she said, and it's like it, it sucks sometimes where most people don't believe what you're saying about a superstar, and they're like, well, he couldn't have done that. He has his, like, whole family, a wife, all that stuff, like, whatever. But it sucks that, you know, and then 
it's very suspicious that you know he takes the restraining order away now it's just it's very fishy and uh, like like you said um we have to let the courts decide on that part i mean i i, I just pray that you know it, it comes where if if this happened that she gets whatever she needs to make you know some some way some 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 light at the tunnel where it makes her like feel okay you know yeah, I definitely understand you there. But speaking of court, uh, how long do you think this whole court case will go on in regards to Sonia Deville's stalker? And I mean, I know it's understandable that you know you want to take it to court, but does he have a leg to stand on here no, with all no. the evidence against him? I'll start with you, Romeo. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but um, you have to plead not guilty just to, in the hopes and the prayers that. That you get a less sort of uh, less severe penalty. Until, yeah, um, yeah, but but he's guilty as hell. Yep, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like no denying there. We are all in agreement on that one. Uh, we we. Want to tell you, we wanted to touch on this, but we got to get back to our wrestling world, the more lighter side of things. But we had to touch on those real life situations because it is going on. So our hearts and uh, prayers out to Samantha Deville, aka Candy Cartwright, as well as Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose as they deal with these real life situations. Well, moving on to some more top news. This one, I just had to update my agenda here and add on as WrestleVotes reported a few days ago that an unnamed top star of WWE would be leaving the company when their contract was up. And it appears that superstar is none other than the one and only Ricochet. Ricochet signed a three-year deal with WWE back in January of 2018, and he has yet to sign a new deal with the company, so that deal should be up this coming January of 2021. Chrissy Love, what are your thoughts on Ricochet possibly uh, leaving the WWE? I understand. I understand, sir. Hey. Um, it, it, it's to the point where Vince doesn't know what what he, again? We need you to go, friend. We need you to go. He was being pushed. He was in a great mood. He was in the right push to right air, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, just because you don't see the star quality, you put me on the sidelines, and you give me like bullshit matches, and you give me like crap to do. So it, it, I understand it. I'm not happy where I am. I'm going to. I'm literally. I'm going to leave, and someone else will appreciate this. 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 This talent. You understand what I'm saying? So I get it. Go where you can be, be appreciated and get your flowers where you can. I'm not going to sit here and just collect the check, even if you or not collect the check. I don't know how they're being paid. But, um, yeah, I would go to if I'm not happy and I'm not, like, being, if you're not pushing me and I'm not getting to wrestle the people that I want to. I was once on top, and now you got me, like, not even mid-card. I mean, like, I'm in no card, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, go. I, I'm, And I will follow you where you go, Ricochet. So, what are your thoughts, Romeo, on Ricochet's time in WWE so far from debuting on WWE NXT in that five-star classic ladder match for the North American Championship? He became the second-ever North American Champion, defeating Adam Cole in NXT. Uh, he lost that he lost that title and then uh, won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic with Aleister Black, came to the main roster after WrestleMania, 
uh, I believe it was 35. And, you know, he's had up and downs there. He won the U.S. title in the beginning of his time there, then lost it to AJ Styles. He was very high. Uh, Paul Heyman was very high on him on Monday Night Raw when he was in power. But ever since Heyman has kind of saw his power decrease, we've oh. seen the, the push or de-push of Ricochet ever since there to where he is now. So yeah. what are your thoughts on his time in WWE? Wasted potential. Yep. This Ricochet is probably, him and Osprey, are the two most athletic wrestlers in the world. Ricochet probably more so now, now that Osprey's beefed up and, and you know, can't do what he did before. <laughs> but Ricochet is, he's so athletic. The things he could do in the ring are unheard of, unseen before. And, but, but Ricochet has his weaknesses. He cannot, for the life of him, talk at all. Which is why you should have just kept him in NXT so he could work on that kind of stuff. And then maybe get better if you're going to have him in, on the main roster. I would have preferred to see Ricochet uh, join the heart business instead of Cedric. Just because, you know, Ricochet is the better talent to me. And maybe that would have done something for Ricochet as far as, like, character development and getting yeah. better. Working with MVP. I don't know. That's what yeah. I would have done. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a good idea with MVP being able to talk for him. He probably needed it more than Cedric. Cedric kind of showed that he does have some speaking ability when he was the Cruiserweight champion on 205 Live. So he can be a babyface who can talk, but Ricochet really has never shown that. So I do agree that it probably would have been a better move. See, this is where they mess up at. See, they could have had, like... The light-skinned brother, you know, they could have made that whole thing. The other light-skinned brother helping him out, get him better on this mic, and going against Cedric. I, I, I would have swapped the two, but hey, whatever. What do I know? I don't work there. They don't want my information. They, they don't want my input. So I would have definitely switched the two and had him in that group instead of Cedric. But who am I? You know, whatever. Well, we do want your opinion here, Chrissy Love. So where do you think uh, Ricochet will go next if he does leave WWE? Does he go back to a place like New Japan Pro Wrestling? Or does he possibly make the move to AEW? Not even Impact? I mean, I, I, I will just say, you know, I am a big fan of Impact Wrestling. But I feel like that would be a major step down for him. Because okay. he... he got the push that guys like Eric Young, Heath Slater, the guys that have made that move back over to Impact Wrestling, they never got the push that Ricochet got. So yeah. I could see him going okay. to the number one promotion in Japan, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he's had had success before, but never major success. We're winning a title in New Japan, so he has unfinished ground there. Or I could see him going to the number one competitor of WWE and AEW, seeing as AEW guys like the Young Bucks have worked with him before and they're very high on him. I, I could see yeah. him going there. AEW for sure. Yeah. AEW. Go there. And they'll praise you, and, you'll, and like you said, if he's cool with the Bucks and everybody knows them, he's worked with most of those guys, he can, he'll, he'll kick ass over there. Just look at um, Brody Lee. Good point. Just saying. How about you, Romeo? Where do you see him going? I think AEW is absolutely the move for him to do, but, but once he gets there, you know, he could have you know, four- and five-star matches with anybody, but he's still not going to be able to talk. Oh god! And we need, we need, but they have plenty of uh, mouthpieces over there, so maybe you could get hooked up with somebody good. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe Ricochet 
is just 31 years old, and that's still a baby in the wrestling business. Yeah, that's true. He's really young. Alright, but speaking of AEW and WWE... My favorite part? Yes, Chrissy Love's favorite part of the show. Some of you guys' favorite part as well. This is where we talk about the Wednesday Night War. I've lost count on the weeks. I believe it's week 47 because we missed a couple of weeks. Week 47, (laughs) week 48 of the Wednesday Night Wars where we talk about WWE NXT and AEW Dynamite. We give you the ratings from both shows and we break down what happened and then we decide what we thought was the better show for the week if you don't like our opinions join the good brother romeo on wednesday night warriors that's going to be up this weekend where him and chris g as well as his lovely assistant mary jane break down fully both shows uh each segment by segment and then give you the better show in their opinion and romeo is very unique on his takes to say the least uh but oh that's another fancy way of saying unbiased <laughs> uh, would not, unique would not, would not, is unique would not say, would not say un, the, the u word is definitely not unbiased but unique yes uh chrissy love you love to hit the drums on this so you want to take it away i'm ready all right so for this week wednesday night war at WWE NXT finishes with 689,000 viewers down from their big time numbers of 830, uh, 830, 845,000 uh, viewers on Tuesday night. They are down to 689 this week to AEW Dynamite with 886,000 for this week. And they are also down from their high number of 2020 with 1.016 million last week. Over on WWE NXT, Damian Priest defeats Timothy Thatcher to defend the North American title. We had Io Shirai defeating Shotzi Blackheart in a hell of an opener. One of the best Absolutely. One of the best women's matches of the year. Uh, Breezango defeats Imperium to defend the NXT Tag Team Championships. A new attitude from Kashida as he defeats pretty much squashes uh, Austin Theory. And then we also, we also had the setup for a women's battle royal to determine the number one contender for Io Shirai's woman title and a gauntlet eliminator to determine the number one contender for Finn Balor's NXT Championship as NXT TakeOver is going to be in just two weeks' time, October 4th, and we have no matches made. <laughs> I was like, like <sighs> is this takeover time? I'm like so confused. It's very main <laughs> roster. This feels like the payback edition, honestly. Okay, um, okay it's not just me. Then. Okay, wait. Yes. So, wait, what was the numbers again? Who won? AEW, of course. Okay, okay, no, of course they did. Okay, then go ahead, friend. Sorry. Uh, AEW Dynamite had one of the best Dynamite matches of all time, and probably one of the matches of the year as Best yeah. Friends defeated yeah. Santana and Ortiz in a brutal, Ooh. absolute brutal parking lot fight with one of the best endings in in dynamite history as sue picked up her boys afterwards and flipped off santana and ortiz for ruining her minivan ftr defeated jurassic express in the opener we had hangman page defeat kazarian in an awesome match with kenny omega on commentary 
Uh, Thunder Rosa defeated uh, Ivelisse to defend the NWA Women's World title. After the match, Diamante and Ivelisse attacked Thunder Rosa with Sheeta making the save and staring at the NWA Women's title. Jericho and Hager defeated Private Party after Jericho takes out Matt Hardy backstage, allegedly. MJF teases joining a stable <laughs> and a setup for a six-band tag team matchup with Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks against John Moxley, the new assignee of AEW, Will Hobbs, and the returning Darby Allen for next week on AEW Dynamite. Romeo, you are our guest, so what do you think was the better show? I know you're going to give a full, a full account of what you thought was the better <laughs> show on your show, but give us what you thought was the better show this week. Oh. Oh, it's such a it's such a shame that I come on this week when I can't even defend NXT. <laughs> What's the better show? Dynamite. Uh, after two poor weeks in a row for me, uh, a week a week go home show to All Out, a week Fallout show from All Out. Dynamite is back, man! Oh man, it feels too sweet to be all. <laughs> Dynamite is back. Wow, that is the greatest. Parking lot fight I have ever seen. Yes. Some people are calling it the best street fight they ever seen. It's it's up there. That, that was one of the best dynamite matches I've ever seen. Best best one of the best this year for sure. Uh wow. AEW knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Uh NXT though, Shotzi and uh, EO, that was awesome. I'm so happy yes. for my girl Shotzi. Push Shotzi yes. to the moon, put a rocket yes. on her. But you don't yes. have to do it right now. But that was a great showing for her. Absolutely, and to, to, to even emphasize how good the parking lot fight was, Mick Foley, one of the greatest street fight wrestlers of all time, said that that was one of the best street fights he ever seen. He went on yeah. Twitter and made yeah. himself like cameo videos talking about it and wow. so, and just praising this matchup. That's how good this match uh. was. Uh, Chrissy Love, what did you think was the better show this week? Absolutely, of course, AEW. I mean... I even forgot, I for, I had I have the luxury of watching picture in picture for my Wednesday night wars and I forgot all about the the NXT um main event. I'm so sorry. I was glued to my TV watching that street fight, uh street brawl, backyard brawl. It was so so good. Whoever was the person behind that, you need an award. You need a night out drinks all off for you for free because what you did with that street fight match of the year I don't care what anyone says it is better than the stampede it is so so good I think it was better than stampede I'm sorry I mean this was uh the, to give you some background on it, it was done in one take. This Dynamite episode was taped last Thursday. Um, also, the people behind it, of course, the four guys who were involved, but also um, Tony Khan uh, had a lot of ideas for this matchup, as well as Jerry Lynn was the agent for this matchup, an ECW yes. original there. So, oh, Mr. J.O. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just... The bump, like I just was like, yo, they, I don't even. They need ne- they need next week off or whatever week, whenever they tape again, and they don't need to wrestle. Like, um, <laughs> uh, Dust, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 damn it, Cody, Cody, boss, sir. They don't have to come to work because they pull <laughs> their asses off. Like it was like, and my husband who watches wrestling in and out was just like glued to the TV watching them, and he's like, yo, they're dead. Like, like 
like who <laughs> and shout out to Santana Ortiz, like who are so New York, so the Bronx. Dead presidents. Dead thank <laughs> I the dead presidents to represent me. Like who like come on, like that is like you guys, shout out to you guys for like just doing just doing the damn thing. And Sue, who is the MVP of it all. <laughs> She is my, she's my, she came in a new minivan and was like, this is for you guys. Don't go for my boys anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so, I was like, and then my husband was like, who's that? I was like, oh, that's their mom. The whole point of this is because <laughs> they messed up her car. He was like, yo, that's so good. I got a question for y'all. Yes. In hindsight, maybe not even in hindsight, should that have been an all out? <gasps> No. 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 This. 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 It was definitely. Yeah. Because because they wouldn't have the showcase. This was the the reason why people are going to remember this is because in actuality, when you really look at the the spectrum of the tag team division in AEW, these are two mid card tag teams in okay. AEW. These are not the Young Bucks, FTR, Hangman, and Omega. These are kind of like middle of the pack, uh, tag team tag two tag teams. But they were given the main event spot and they. Were showcased, and that's the reason why this is going to be remembered so yes. much. If this yes. was on all out, we would have timing issues. It would be structured down. It wouldn't get the showcase like it did. <laughs> Let me say, like, oh, sorry. Let me say, in hindsight, uh, the Matt Hardy thing, it took a lot of people out of it. Yeah. Would this, would this after that, have brought you back into it? If you were out of it, maybe. Crazy. Yes, <laughs> this this was insane. I mean, my answer for the better show this week, I'm gonna make it unanimous. It has to be AEW. I am one person. I came on here, True Hill Heat '91. I didn't agree with Romeo. I thought the follow up to AEW was a great rebound show after what 100% was a lackluster uh, go home show and yep. an all out event that I called the weakest pay per view in AEW history. They had a good follow up show uh, last week that set the table for a lot of things in the future but this episode was by far one of the best dynamites of the year period period and dynamite has had great shows in early in the early part of the year especially when there was fans in the building but yeah. this product probably was their best dynamite of the pandemic era just yeah. everything yeah. hit like the ftr jurassic express was a really good opener uh hangman and kazarian would probably be talked about a lot more if it wasn't for that parking lot fight because yeah. hangman and kazarian was one of the best that was like a g1 preview those guys went out there and they fought then the whole story of them being tag team wrestlers and showing fatigue early on and having to fight through and then omega on commentary just added so much just his range of emotions and combine them the emotion of okay i'm here as a spec as a as a spectator but then, yeah. he's, then he's laughing when hangman is about to lose and like he's he's, show, he's showing that he was happy he was happy that hangman had to like oh he's he's taking out a lot of his arsenal like i never see him use that move like he just added so much <laughs> and then hangman with his facial expressions looking over at the at the at the commentary <laughs> table like a like a like a sad dog that's looking at his owner that doesn't want to claim him like Giovanni and, and, and um uh, what was the other guy um uh, uh, Excalibur they ain't shit either because it was like oh yeah this is when you would go and tag your partner and this is when you would like get some time to like breathe or whatever like y'all ain't even shit y'all, y'all such instigators yo absolutely and then even the hangman at the end drinking the beer like he was sad about it like that yes. was just, 
that was just perfect <laughs> stuff. And, and uh, I love the Ivalice versus Thunder Rosa. That was one of the better women's matches that they have in a while. The women's division feels like it's back. It's back once again. Back to back women's matches. I was like, oh, this is this is. I was like, what's going on here? Like, do we have time to fill in? Like, you're letting the women do more work today. Okay. They actually have a purpose for the women right now, so right. they hit on a lot of levels. And I have breaking news about that match, by the way. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, thank Romeo, you to. Romeo, uh, Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> this is all dirt sheet radio. According to Fightful, Thunder Rosa and Eva Lee started exchanging real strikes during their match as it broke down a bit. There's a rumor going to the AW locker room that the two weren't getting along prior to their match. It appears that Ivelisse wanted to test the NWA Women's World Champ by not selling. And Thunder Rosa had a way of making her sell. Wow. Oh, okay. Interesting. Thank I, you for I, that. I did see that in the beginning. The beginning was rough. Uh, Brian Alvarez said on Wrestling Observer Radio, like, there was a lot of rough sequences, especially when they were going for their different arm drags at the start. But but this match, other than the first minute, was spot on. It was physical. It was it was a really good NWA women's uh, title match. But, yes, it, it's going to, all the talk has to be, and deservingly so, about that parking lot fight. For, that is the dynamite match of the year. That might be the TV match of the year. And one of the best spots and Dynamite has been known for its spots especially when it comes to Canadian Destroyers but this wasn't a Canadian Destroyer that double power bomb on the back windshield that yeah. Trent, Trent took was one of the most brutal spots you have you have seen all year and yeah. the, the, just his back yeah. afterwards I was like Sue better rush him to the hospital after she flips off Santana and Ortiz wasn't the same person that got hit underneath the, the hood or the, the, the trunk Area two? No, that was Ortiz. Ortiz took the took the truck. They all took. Oh, no, no, yeah, <laughs> they took crazy ass bumps. Yeah. I was like, "Where's he going?" But then he hit the. He was like underneath the, the car, and then he, he. Um, I forgot the move he did, but it was really really good. I was like, "Where's he going with this?" And they just hit. He just hit his head on the back of the hood of that car. I was like, "Wow!" Like that's like they and they do that thing with that match. And I do know there were some people like our good friends at Wrestle Talk who said uh, they didn't really like the ending with Orange Cassidy getting involved I and then Sue at the end. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed it because they set it up with uh, Santana and Ortiz attacking Orange Cassidy last week, and as well as this protects this protects pr proud and powerful. Yes. Where they can say that you needed another guy to beat yes. us in a parking lot fight, so exactly. it made it made sense on a different number of levels. So I that's hilarious it. using the remote to open the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But this this worked on so many levels, and best friends and proud and powerful came out of this looking great. So yeah. AEW definitely wins this week for sure. So we gotta move on. WWE news NXT UK returns this week with the introduction of the Heritage Cup tournament. It's gonna start at the believe uh after the drawing on next week's show, but this is their big return show this week. Uh the Heritage Cup tournament is gonna be a new mid-card title to NXT UK. This is gonna be under British rounds rules, which will be matches will be six three-minute rounds and matches will be two out of three three falls with 20 second breaks in between the rounds uh romeo what's your thoughts on nxt uk returning i i'm not a big uh, nxt uk guy I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to the weekly show i would watch the pay-per-views when they would when they would throw them on um 
but this is this seems like a, a, a reset to me. Maybe maybe a chance for me to okay, you know what? Let me let me start watching it. Let me see let me see if they hook me. Let me see if they grab my attention. So I think I'll start watching NXT. Is it still an hour? It's just an hour, yes, right? It's just an hour. Okay, jeez, it's just an hour. Okay, I could probably give an hour, maybe. <laughs> and it's on Thursday. We all been asking for Thursday nights to not be a free wrestling night. Now you got some wrestling on Thursday. On Thursday Ooh, afternoons, that- actually. Exactly. Who, who would have been useful during the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> but Absolutely. yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll see if they hook me. Uh, are are they still gonna have Takeover Dublin? Um, we we will have to see. I know it was rescheduled to October, but we'll have to see if it's gonna go down. Probably not with no fans in attendance. But and the Heritage Cup is is an interesting concept. It is. It is. I like the the British round rules, so it's going to be interesting, and they got some interesting guys in it. We'll probably talk about it more next week on True Hill Heat. Jeff Hardy re-ups his contract with WWE, so we may never see another Hardy Boys match ever again with Matt Hardy being a part of AEW long-term. Yes. He also says in an interview that his No More Words theme song will return when the fans are back. I know Junk Guy JJ is very happy to hear that. Um, Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts on Jeff Hardy re-signing with WWE? That's sad because um, I was hoping that he went over to the other side and give a big F you and he was brother. But, you know, you can only wish for it. Hopeful, you know. Hopeful wishing you don't always get what you want. I knew it! Jeff Hardy loves WWE! Yep. McMahon loves Jeff Hardy. The whole piss storyline that everyone hated. Jeff Hardy was writing that whole damn thing. Come on. He okay. loves it there. Sure. <laughs> yeah, apparently apparently, uh, Jeff did say that he was involved in some of the writing for that. So, you know, you say anything when they got you by a contract. Anyway, um, right. Wade Barrett. <laughs> Wade Barrett has officially signed as a commentator for WWE NXT, so congratulations to him. Mandy Rose is moving over to Monday Night Raw thanks to The Miz on Talking Smack this week. So we'll see. We see the end of Mandy Rhodes and Otis. Uh, WrestleVotes reports that WWE is currently looking into outdoor venues for Raw and SmackDown following their residency in the Thunderdome. WrestleMania 37 schedule is in conflict as the musical group Gropa Freema will be playing at Staples Center on the Friday and Saturday before WrestleMania, which was going, <laughs> which is going to be the venue for TakeOver and SmackDown, as well as if SoFi Stadium will be able to be used at all for fans in attendance for Mania show itself. So WrestleMania 37 definitely in flux. They may have to move back maybe to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is having fans in attendance in Jacksonville. so Tampa deserves it. Hey, that is true. That is they true. got robbed. Wrestling Got robbed, so yep, go there. Hey, why not? Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that WWE has moved Hell in a Cell from November 1st to October 25th to have it at the Amway Center before their residency is up. Sarah Stock uh, and Mike Rotunda join Gerald Briscoe, as we mentioned on True Hill Heat 91, as notable releases from WWE's recent cutbacks. And Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that some fired employees were very frustrated with being strung along by WWE. Mm-hmm. Wrestling 
Inc. reports that the live uh, event department is in shambles due to the recent cutbacks as they fired a, a 60% of their live uh, events department. So very big changes for WWE in that regard. And Matt Seidel uh, said that he had talks with WWE about a return earlier this year before the pandemic. And John Cena will be the new host of TBS's Wipeout. So yes, John Cena will be on Turner Sports. John Cena, the AEW confirmed. Anyway, uh, I thought Wipeout was on uh, was an ABC show, but okay. No, it's on TBS now. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> AEW news: Chris Jericho, in a recent interview with our very good friend Alex McCarthy of Talk Sports, says that NXT should move off of Wednesday nights because losing to AEW week after week is embarrassing. Yeah. We've had very interesting takes on Chris Jericho as of late. What are your thoughts on this comment by Jericho? Chris Jericho trying to put the Wednesday Night Warriors out of business. What the hell, Chris? Mm-hmm. He's been watching. He's mad at me of all the stuff I said about him. That he should retire. That that uh, Judas has got to go. Uh, <laughs> NXT is they're just there to do one thing, and that's cock block. Yeah, block the ratings. Uh, make sure AEW doesn't get to one million viewers and doesn't threaten Raw or SmackDown's numbers. That's what NXT is. It's just the the redheaded stepchild. Just. Go, go do what you gotta do. <laughs> I've had actual arguments with people who think that NXT's purpose is to make money when it's very obvious their purpose yeah. is to just take viewers from it. <laughs> it's like, why, why are we even arguing about this? Yeah. Uh, Miro on his YouTube channel says that he will not work with Pac after, uh, due to a previous match that they had in WWE where he tore his bicep and he wants to work with Kenny Omega. Who is the one guy you want to see Miro work with in AEW, Miss Chrissy Love? Um, I don't know. Um, that's a hard one. Um, hmm. MJF is just too good for him, so no, that wouldn't be great. Um, well, he's a big fan of MJF, as he said on his YouTube channel as well. I mean, I don't think him and they're on the same level, per se. Uh, Dean Ambrose! John Moxley. <laughs> Goddamn, calling him by a slave name. Right, wow, wow. <laughs> Damn. Slave name? Damn, yes. guys, slave yes. name? That's, yes, that's uh, what we're let's going do, with. That. Let's do... Let's go with... Uh, Damn, Darby is too... Damn, just fast. think of the first you you keep you keep denying yourself of the first people you think of. Just go with the first person you think of. MJF, then fine, whatever. There you go. I think that would be cool. I think I think Miro is a natural baby face. Um, Romeo, what's your thoughts on the best man gimmick for Miro? <laughs> I fucking hate him with Kip Sabian. That that uh, <laughs> little that little segment they had on Dynamite. It was only like one or two minutes, but the worst part of Dynamite. I no, it wasn't. I no, it wasn't worse. because <laughs> no, it, I, that that actually teased that he's gonna betray Kip Sabian because oh, Kip right. Sabian, Kip, Kip Sabian, because he, he was kind of annoyed <laughs> with Kip Sabian not not letting him go to the ring. Kip Sabian was annoyed with him for working out, and basically uh, he's he's intimidated by Miro's size because Miro looked like he got bigger from last week when he was pumping yeah. up. So I I did like that segment that did that did tease that this partnership is not l- long term. The book is out on Miro because I've always been a huge Rusev supporter. 
I always thought he had plenty of potential. Now's your time to prove it. Yeah. Don't make me look like an idiot supporting <laughs> you all this time. Don't make this about your Twitch channel. Yeah. Uh, the question you just asked, I would love to see uh, Miro versus Orange Cassidy. Hmm, I like hmm. that. That's interesting. That's an interesting one. Uh, former presidential candidate Andrew Yang spoke with uh, Wrestling Inc. And he said that AEW has been an industry leader in how to treat talent in comparison to WWE with their recent third-party bans and other things. AEW files trademarks for All Elite Wrestling Elite General Manager and Elite GM for a possible video game. I'm all for that. Will Hobbs officially signs with AEW, so congrats to him. And he's in line for a big push, which we saw on Dynamite with him being involved in the main event scene. Jack Evans reveals that he is injured currently and will be out of action. AEW will have a special uh, late night on Tuesday special after the NBA playoffs with Scorpio Sky versus the debuting Ben Carter that we saw on Warrior Wrestling, uh, Anna Jay versus Brandy Rose in a grudge match, and the oh, uh, Matt Seidel in his... <laughs> what happened? Let Brandy fight. Hey, she got to fight sometime. She is a wrestler. I mean, hey. Okay. <clears throat> and Matt Seidel in his first appearance since uh, All Out, where apparently from BTE, Michael Nakazawa is re- is apparently uh, responsible for him slipping on that Shooting Stars press. That goddamn Nakazawa. Uh, Matt Seidel will verse Sean Spears on this special, as well as Chris oh. will be on commentary. What's the UG for? Wait, who's who's going to be on commentary? Sean Spears. <laughs> What's it, Sean? Sean you need you need somebody to job out to Matt Seidel. Hey, um, yeah, I lost my my train of thought. It'll come back. <laughs> and finally, on AEW Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that all out buy rates is about one hundred thousand to one hundred and ten thousand, making it the third or fourth highest in company history. Mm. New I Japan could have been stronger if there's not a pandemic going on where people are out of work. And, you know, might not be able to afford, you know, the pay-per-view price. Yeah. yeah. The general trend for AEW was, on with in regards to, like, Revolution, was it was always going up. Each pay-per-view was higher than the last one. So, yeah, I think you're probably right in that regard. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling announces that the Lions Break Crown Tournament featuring the young stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong in the latest development of their U.S. brand. The bracket was revealed as follows. Logan Regal versus DKC. Clark Connors versus Jordan Clearwater, who was on that primetime live show this week. Danny uh, Limelight versus Barrett Brown. And Adrian Quest versus Blake Christian, another star that we checked out on Warrior Wrestling. And New Japan Pro Wrestling announces that Power Struggle event for November 7th, which is the same day as AEW Full Gear. So another jam-packed weekend of wrestling we got in store for us in the beginning of November. And Impact Wrestling news, we had Impact Wrestling uh Knockouts champion Deanna Parasa has finally been offered a two-year deal with the company, and one half of the Impact Wrestling uh, Tag Team Champions Alex Shelley is currently working without a deal, while EC3 is as well. And then our final bit of news is MLW is still looking for TV and streaming deals after the announcement of them coming to Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on FUBU Sports. And All Japan Pro Wrestling Champions Carnival is underway with favorite Kento Miyahara currently at 0-2. So we'll have little news bits on All Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Champions Carnival as it progresses. But speaking of tournaments... 
The New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 30 opening weekend is this weekend. Chrissy loves favorite time of the year where she gets to make <laughs> it's time very, to climax. Very sexual jokes oh. about professional wrestling. I, I, at least I'm not the only one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our good friends at Wrestling Joy who uh, who apparently uh, agree with Chrissy because they had they're doing their own pre uh, predictions uh, kind of sweepstakes on Twitter where fans get to predict each match of the G One Climax and it's called the Joy One Climax. So <laughs> as you would you would think and that then it's always going to be a happy ending. Put it like that. Sorry for the horn from outside. <laughs> hey, Can I say something real quick about that was G1? on cue. Go ahead. Uh, G1 Climax holds a special place near and dear to my heart <laughs> because it is what it is what introduced me to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm. Uh, there's this podcast I listen to. Quick plug: We watch wrestling podcasts with uh, comedians Matt McCarthy and Vince Abel. I was just listening to it. They were talking up G1 Climax, New Japan, and I was like, "Wow, I gotta check this out! I gotta check this out!" So okay. one summer, there's not much going on. I watched G1 Climax, and it was fucking awesome. Okay. These guys beat the shit out of each other for fucking, what, 30 days in a row? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's a tournament, and you got the standings, and it's, it's very unique. It's a beautiful concept. Props okay. to New Japan for G1 Climax. So what was the, the year that you were introduced? It, that would have to be three years ago, I think. Oh, one, so 2017. I said that on our G1 Climax uh, 30 preview and predictions on a special J News Japan with me and J News, where we broke down uh, each competitor as well as the matches that we were looking forward to on each night. I said 2017 is probably one of my favorites. That is the one that concluded with Tensuya Naito versus Kenny Omega in the uh, finals of the G1. My favorite finals of the G1 ever. But each year, it just shows out shows up some of the best matches of the year happen on the g1 climax if you've never watched it before this is your introduction if you're like romeo was three years ago this is your first time hearing about the g1 it is basically the premier tournament in new japan pro wrestling there are 20 competitors 10 guys in each block block a and block b uh each competitor will fight each person in their block so each competitor has nine matches it is 19 days in total total uh 19 nights of great professional wrestling and the winners from each block will compete on the final night and the winner of that match gets a shot at the iwgp heavyweight champion in the tokyo dome at wrestle kingdom the biggest show of new japan's year on january 4th next year so the opening night will be in osaka both nights for a block competition and b block we broke down the blocks last week and once again i just gotta say i've watched g1 since 2014 2000 15 this a block is the greatest block of talent that they have ever put together in g1 history this starts on saturday september 19th yes and that's saying a lot you know romeo so a block competition uh will start from the bottom to the top we'll get your predictions on night one here guys will osprey will verse the bully clubs yujiro takahashi will osprey making his return to new japan pro wrestling yujiro takahashi has seen a little bit of a push due to the u.s talent and uk talent not being on the shows he's been feuding with okada he is the tokyo pimp but will osprey is the newest heavyweight to the to the 
created New Japan Pro Wrestling, the former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, the man that won the Best of the Super Juniors last year, a two-time winner of the Best of the Super Juniors, and the man that made his G1 Climax uh, debut last year. Who you got, Romeo? Yeah, uh, Yujiro, you know, congrats on your fish, but it's fucking over. Will Ospreay, <laughs> the new and improved, the beefed up, did you see this guy? Wow, he is in tremendous shape, and Will Ospreay is back, he's winless. He looked like he ate a cow over the, <laughs> over the pandemic or something like he that. He did a lot better than I did in this, uh, <laughs> a lot more I, uh, working out. Yes, indeed. Uh, Miss Christy Love, who you got? Uh, definitely Will Ospreay. I was going to go with the Bullet Club, but it's Will Ospreay, come on, like, let's, you know, come I on. Think Will Osprey will have a nice return to the. He's yeah. going to show some ring rust, so it might not be an easy win for him. But I think but that it's his comeback match. He's not losing to his comeback match. This is the first time he's wrestling since I believe March. He had a match against uh, his girlfriend Bree Priestley in the UK during the pandemic. But other than that, this is his first match, his first one-on-one match back. So I think that Will Osprey will get the victory here. And I and like I said in the G1 preview, I think he's going to be in it to the end in the mm-hmm. A block. Uh, next up, we're going to see Jeff Cobb, the new assignee of New Japan Pro Wrestling, versus Suzuki Gun and one half of the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Taishi. Taishi has been seeing a big push. Like I said, he won the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles with Zack Sabre Jr. back at Dominion in July. Jeff Cobb, the newly signed competitor for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Who you got in this one, Miss Chrissy Love? Cobb. Going with Cobb, I will agree with you there. I think Jeff Cobb's going to get his first big win in the G1 right here. He he made his debut last year, but he's going to make a present known this year. Who you got, Romeo? Jeff Cobb, here's your signing bonus. You get a quick win. Uh, now, Now that you're signed to New Japan, you can start winning some more matches. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're not ROH exclusive anymore. <laughs> Uh, this one might be one of the best matches of the G1 altogether on night one, as it's going to be the IWGP Never Openweight Champion, uh, Minoru Suzuki, the 52-year-old evil Japanese grandfather, as my girlfriend calls him, versus Tomohiro Ishii, the man that has probably put on the best G1 Climax matches over the last or five years this man always seems to be an mvp of the g1 while minoru suzuki has been the mvp of new japan in 2020 classic matches against yuji um versus nagata versus shingo takagi back at summer struggle this man put on a classic with john moxley back in february at new beginning and now we got suzuki versus ichii this is going to be hard hitting and you're going to need an ice bath after watching this one I am going to go with Ishii to defeat the Never Openweight Champion in this one. Who you got, Romeo? These guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) I'm going to go Ishii as well. Who do you got, Chrissy? Ishii for the win across the board. Ishii across the board in this one. Now we got... The Bullet Club's own the returning Switchblade, Jay White versus Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi has been one of the MVPs of New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2020. Like I said, that classic match with Suzuki. He had great matches with El Desperado as well as show over the pandemic since their return from lockdown. While Switchblade, Jay White is making his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling after he won the B-Block last year in the G1. 
Who you got in this one? We'll start with you, Chrissy. Jay White for the win. Jay White. And who you got, Romeo? Uh, uh, me and Jay White. We have a hate hate relationship. <laughs> he hates me. I hate him. I'm going with Shingo. <laughs> That's fair. Every That's fair. Come out his mouth. <laughs> That's fair. I am going to go with Jay White in this one. I think he's going to make a nice return to G- to to New Japan Pro Wrestling right in this one. And it's in rusty. The- it's rusty. He is. He is. But he did. He did have some warm up matches on New Japan Strong. And then we have the main event now. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're different from like WWE and AEW. Las Vegas has odds on who wins those matches in those promotions. In New Japan, they have odds on how many stars matches are going to get. Las Vegas has on odds this match to get five stars minimum. Minimum <laughs> five stars because of the classics that they put on in the A Block Finals last year in the G1 and the match of the year candidate they had at Russell Kingdom uh, 14 Night 1 earlier this year. It is Kazuka Okada versus the winner of the G1 Climax 29 last year, Koto Obushi. Koto Obushi is coming off of a loss of the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles earlier uh, this summer, while Kazuka Okada has had an off year, to say the least, ever since losing the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on night two of Wrestle Kingdom 14. He has been losing a lot. He lost in the finals of the New Japan Cup. He's uh, been on the second matches of shows. He hasn't changed his hair color or gotten balloons like he did two years ago when he lost the IWGP (laughs) Heavyweight title, but it's been an off year for Okada. But who you got Okada versus Obushi, Romeo? Um, this is a toss-up. You can flip a coin here. Either one of them can win it. I'll go Abushi for this one. <laughs> and how many stars does this match get? <laughs> Three. I'm not big. With, I'm not big with the stars. You know me. I rarely get five stars. This is gonna get five stars, baby. <laughs> wow. These guys just know how to perform, and this is gonna be a great matchup. I'm gonna predict. This is tough, but yeah, I'm going to agree with you and go with Obushi in this one. I think Obushi gets the victory here, and I'm going with five and a half stars. Yes. Uh, you guys, man, they cannot stick to a zero to five rate. I will give it between one and five stars, but I'm this is star ratings based on Uncle Dave Meltzer, so I'm going with five and a half. Uncle Dave this needs one. some prescription medicine. This is why I call him Drunk Uncle Dave. <laughs> Uh, Chrissy, Chrissy Love, what you got? You can't go wrong with either person, I feel. Um, it, that's what makes it so tough. But I'm going to make it across the board and make it with a bushy. Unanimous. 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 Oh, do I need to give stars to? Yeah, why not? Why oh, not? Okay. Um, I, I would sing three, but you know. We're not talking. We're not talking about your star rating. We're talking about drunk Uncle Dave's star rating. I guess that's if Obushi breaks his neck. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the match ends at like three minutes, maybe. Four and a half stars, friends. Wow, it's gonna go below expectations to Chrissy Love. Somebody send me a link so I can watch it live, and I can. I will be wrong, and I will say I was wrong. And I'll admit it, and I'll say that it was a pillar of a match. Okay. I, w- I will send you the link on Saturday. Uh, okay. 
And then night two is going to be also in Osaka over in the B block. The B block is not as stacked as the A block, but definitely a lot of good competitors here. We're going to have Juice Robinson making his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling versus one one third of the never open way six man tag team champions in Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi won his first title in New Japan after a couple of decades in the promotion recently uh joining with uh goto and ishii to win those titles while juice robinson has had an up and down year he's been fighting injury he lost the iwgp tag team titles to god earlier this year but who do you got in this one i'll start with you romeo uh fuck both these guys i think it's gonna be a double count out <laughs> and nobody wins God damn, that was the <laughs> These answers from like left field, like it's like the baseball, like what? Like the shortstop is there, but you know, went past and went over to the left. I, I, okay, sure. Chrissy, who you got? I'm going with Juice. <laughs> I am going to go with Yoshihashi. I think Yoshihashi needs victories early on to prove why he's even here. Uh, <laughs> Sanada versus Tori Yano is next up. If you watch J News Japan, you know our brother J News is in love with Sanada, in love so much that I will give you a little spoiler for our G1 Climax 30 preview and predictions. Once again, just like he predicted in the New Japan Cup, and he was wrong and I was wrong, Sanada didn't win there, but he thinks Sonata is going to win the G1 this year, but he is versing the king of pro wrestling Toriano, the most hilarious professional wrestler in all of the business today. This is going to be a comedy match, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Who do you got? Yano versus Sonata. I will go first, and I will say that Yano gets the victory in this one. Who do you got, Chrissy? Sonata. You're going with Sonata. Romeo? Uh, this is going to be hilarious. These two are going to troll each other the whole match. Sonata's going to put Yano in a little pretzel roll. He's going to... That shit is hilarious. And then Yano's going to do whatever Yano does. Uh, Sonata wins. This is my second most anticipated match after Okada Obushi. This one. Just to laugh my ass off. Uh, I think I'm going to love this one, though. Uh, ZSJ, Zack Sabre Jr., one half of the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions versus the former double strap champion, Evil. Evil is coming off of losing the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental titles back at Summer Struggle to Tensuya Naito. It was the summer of Evil with him becoming one of the top heels in New Japan, while Zack Sabre Jr. is a guy who was, was like second place in the G1 in 2018, while he was towards the end, the bottom of the pack last year in the G1. So where do you guys see these two facing off on night one? How did it play out? Who you got? I will start with you, Romeo. ZSJ versus evil uh i'm gonna go with evil here christy zach saber i'm gonna split the difference here and i am gonna go with evil winning this one and then finally the main event of the b block on night one on september 20th it is Wait, you forgot one you forgot one uh goto versus kenta Oh, wait, yes, my fault, my fault. I skipped over that one. Yes, Hiroki Goto will, will go one-on-one -on -one with Kenta. This is a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom 14 where these two battled for the Never Openweight Championship. Hiroki Goto is like the nearly man of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's always getting shots at the IWGP Heavyweight title and coming up short, while Kenta has been one of the top heels in New Japan since he turned heel last year on the G1 Climax 29 final night when he turned his back on Shibata. 
and he's one of the favorites to win the B block in a lot of people's eyes. Who do you got? Kenta versus Goto. I'll start with you, Romeo. I think this is a low-key sleeper match of, of how good this is going to be. I'll go Kenta. Kenta, who do you got, Chrissy? I was going to say Kenta. Across the board, I am going to agree with you guys and go with Kenta as well. And then finally, like I was so anticipating this matchup. I skipped over matches. Thank you, <laughs> But yes, this one is going to be one of the best matches of either night as one of the top feuds in New Japan over the last couple of years is reignited for the first time since the G1 Climax in 2017. The one that Romeo was introduced to the G1 in where these guys battled it out in a block finals. These men had versed in Wrestle Kingdom as well. This is one of the best rivalries. This is the whole reason why Naito became the ingovernable one. He went to LIJ because of him falling short of the Aces expectations as it's going to be the ace Hiroshi Tadahashi going one-on-one with the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion Tensuya Naito. Tensuya Naito won back the double straps at Summer Struggle a couple of weeks ago. Uh, He's won it twice in 2020 here while Hiroshi Tadahashi has been on the decline of his career after winning the G1 Climax two years ago. We have seen the fall of the ace ever since then but does the ace come back to prominence in the g1 or does tensuya naito become just the third champion to win the g1 but it all starts on night one who you got naito versus tadahashi chrissy naito romeo naito is by far my favorite new japan pro wrestler but um he has to lose some matches here and <laughs> he's a champ you know uh, uh, tanahashi there's no shame in losing to Tanahashi, Tanahashi wins. I think that Tanahashi is going to be in it towards the end, but you got to create the, 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 the downfall. We got to see his whole downfall represented in this matchup. So I'm going to agree with Chrissy and go with Naito in this one, but it's going to be a jam packed weekend. If you guys want a full breakdown of the entire tournament, you got, we got our full in depth G one climax 30 preview and predictions with myself and Jay news that is up on our YouTube channel right now. Check it out. It's a long video. Cause we go through everything. We talk about all the storylines with each person and what matches to look forward on each and every night. So check that out for sure. This is our outro for True Hill Heat 92. You can also check out an all-new True Rewind with my good brother here, Romeo, Drunk Guy JJ, and myself. We also got Joints and Jabronis for August with Chris G and Ness. A very funny one. A lot of Matt Hardy in that one, to say the least. Uh, two new J News Japan as he reviews New Japan Strong as well as New Japan Road. So check those out as well. And new editions of Wednesday Night Warriors, Dark Power reviewing AEW Dark and Impact Wrestling, as well as NWA, UWN Primetime Live, and AE Recap will be up this weekend, as well as our good brother Ness, the, the Roundtable Rebel, will be back with his own new series, Review of Honor, as he reviews the ROH Pure Tournament. Oh. Romeo, thank you so much for joining us. Tell the good thank you for having me. Tell the good people at home where they can find you, sir. The pride of NY on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, what's your shows up on here? I know I just plugged the Oh, bunch you already of- said them. You already said <laughs> okay. them. You know what? <laughs> no need to repeat them, right? He's, he's, he's modest. He's so modest sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy, tell them where they can find you. 
Uh, I am the station Miss Chrissy Love. You can find me on IG and Twitter, uh, Chrissy Love underscore Miss Chrissy Love. And on Facebook, I am just simply uh, Crystal Lynch. And of course, you can follow the True Hill Heat movement on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We got the True Hills group page on Facebook. Our good friends at Battle Club Pro uh, Wrestling Travel, as well as Warrior Wrestling. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uncanny Attractions, you can follow them on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, of course, our good brother, uh, tr- uh, Top Guy JJ, you can follow him at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. JJ and on YouTube follow our good friends Battle Club Pro Warrior Wrestling Wrestling Travel Jimmy Macaram as well as Alex McCarthy Tom Conahue and of course Chrissy Love's favorite YouTube channel My Battery is Dying that's a plug for that oh. get it um with Marcus Cash <laughs> My battery is literally dying right now <laughs> <laughs> Another plug another plug for that And, of course, you can listen to True Hill Heat on all your favorite audio platforms. So, until True Hill... For making us, you know, we're trying to get to the thousand. Of course, thank yes, of course, Chrissy Love. Thanks for the reminder. This is a reminder to you guys at home. If you made it this far through, give us a like, share this video with all your wrestling fans, become a part of our 1,000 subscriber giveaway. We will give away free merch after we hit a thousand subscribers, we're just gonna pick at random one of our subscribers to give free merch to. So share this along, get more subscribers to the page. And I want to thank you guys for us hitting 800 subscribers. 800 yes. subscribers to Woo! our YouTube channel. We are very happy for that, and it wouldn't be possible without the great people like Chrissy Love, Romeo, and everyone else on the True Hill Heat team. We appreciate you guys, and we appreciate you watching at home. The i-card down at the bottom, push that to subscribe, and the bell below that to stay notified for all the great content right here. So until True Hill Heat 93 next week, it is me, it is me, True Hill. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 92. We are signing off until next time.